Amen. And good morning. Isn't it good to be here? Amen. It is. I know. Well, I didn't have enough songs, and then I looked up at Ron, and she said, it's 10 o'clock. So I was like, I was running around, too. So good morning. Glad that you are here with us today. Glad If you are watching, hello and good morning, and glad that you can see us and be a part of our service. We are very glad that you're here. Next week is, uh, next next Sunday is National Senior Citizens Day. Yes, that's exactly right. So we're going to have uh, a few, um, a, a couple of different things going on just to uh, celebrate senior citizens. So make sure that you are here. Even if you're not a senior citizen, you are welcome to be here. We, we uh, <laughs> welcome to be, you, we expect you to be here. But uh, <laughs> but if you are a senior citizen or you know a senior citizen, invite them just to have a little uh, extra celebration. So next week. Also, if you are bringing things for our shoe boxes, we our item for the month of August is uh, school supplies of any kind except anything liquid. So it can't be Elmer's glue or paste or anything like that. It cannot be liquid in the boxes, but any other item for school starting is a great thing to put in and if you're ahead of the game a ball or a doll is what we're looking for for September so as long as it will as long as the, the lid will close so anything that a ball sometimes is kind of bouncy so as long as it's small or it can be deflated and put into the box is good um, if you did not and we're uh, we're working on getting it up here for you guys to see but if you did not see if you not click the link to in the um in the newsletter <laughs> the title was the link <laughs> so you know i just encourage you and when you get the newsletter just click on everything just to double check because sometimes there are links embedded into the the titles and things so there was a link on uh, Monday's newsletter that had, you could click on it and open up different, uh, it's a choose your own adventure, and it's from Samaritan's Purse that you can click on it to to see where different uh, toys have gone, and the way that the toys have impacted, the boxes have impacted the lives of kids all around the world and it was really neat it was very encouraging I, I showed mom one uh, a few days ago and she's like I didn't even know that was there <laughs> so make sure that you're clicking on everything when you open up the link if you are not on our uh, on our email list for newsletters let me know and I will certainly get you on there because there there's some, I think it's neat stuff and uh, it's a, a visual for getting the announcements as well so also, on the 5th, no, excuse me, the 4th, I messed that up on there first, but then we ch I changed it. Uh, on the 4th is our first Sunday meal for the month of September. That is, uh, that is Labor Day weekend, so, you know, if you, if you have Labor Day plans, come back, eat first Sunday meal with us, and then go about your day. Uh, make sure that you are here for that. Any other announcements, we will certainly let you know, but, um, but please do participate. We we do enjoy seeing y'all. Um, the uh, well, Wednesday was the first day of school. At Rocky River, yes. Now it's a Monday is the first day of school for some people. Pray for those people. Amen. 
and uh, and I know for for Gretchen, for Gracie, uh, for Shane's nephew Talon, great nephew Talon. It's his first day of kindergarten, so he's going to be. So pr do pray for all the kids who are going back to school. Uh, that's a you can put a period right there. Pray for all the kids who are going back to school and the teachers who are. Yes, Lord, pray for the teachers who are going back to school. Um, but as y'all. As I, as I guess y'all know, I had resigned my position at Rocky River um, in order to, to be here full-time. And Wednesday was tough for me. <laughs> I, um, that morning, I got up and, and uh, put on my one of my uh, teacher shirts with an apple on it. And um, Shane and I went about, because he's off on Wednesday, so we went about doing some different things. And I, the whole day I was, I was praying, and I, I had sent out uh, on my Instagram, I had put a prayer for, for those at Rocky River and, and in all surrounding places. And, and I texted all my friends there that morning, you know, praying for you, be encouraged, that sort of thing. And then Wednesday night I put on a different Rocky River shirt. And I was like, i got to represent because I was, I was having a really tough time. That was the first time in almost 10 years that I had not started. That I had not was not the first day of school for me. And the thing is, we may be in situations that we know we're doing right. We know that we're, we know that the Lord's directing us. We know we're headed in the right direction. But there's still some, some emotion that goes along with it. And that's okay. Because to mourn is a normal human thing. And Jesus mourned. Jesus wept. He was upset about different things that happened in his life. And it's okay to feel that way. The issue is when we return. When we know God's heading us one direction and we turn around and try to go back to that thing. That's where the issue lies. But if you're in a place of transition right now and you're feeling some some upset, some mourning, some grief over it, that's okay and that's normal and the Lord is going to walk with you through that time. Amen. Let's stand and go to the Lord in prayer. Ask Him to have His will in the service. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your goodness. Lord, you are great and greatly to be praised. We lift you up. We bless your name. God, you are holy and righteous and strong and mighty, and we love you so very much. God, I thank you and I praise you that you have ordered our steps. Lord, that you give us guidance and direction. Lord, you show us which way to go. You, you make a light for our path. Lord, we know that your word says that the steps of a good man or a good woman are ordered by the Lord, and we just trust you for that. Father, I ask you now that you would have your will and your way in each and every life. God, there is no one who is here by accident, but each and every one of us are here because we have a need to meet with you. Father, it is our intention today. We, we set our intention to honor you. We set our intention to worship you. We set our intention to hear and respond to your word, to give, to pray. God, that is our intention this morning. I just ask you that you would work and move in each person who has come in with burdens or cares, hurting physically, mentally, emotionally. God, lift them up and give strength and encouragement. God, for all those who are watching, who are having struggles in any way, we just ask your blessing and your help in their lives to give them help and encouragement today. God, lift them up and something that is that is done through your word would honor honor and please you. God, I just pray that, that everything we do would lift you up. In Jesus' precious holy name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
We worship the God who was. We worship the God who is. We worship the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors. He parted the raging sea. My God, He holds the victory. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We'll shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. And we won't be quiet. We'll shout out your praise. We'll shout out your praise. We sing to the God. We sing to the God who heals. We sing to the God who saves. We sing to the God who always makes a way. Because he hung upon that cross and he rose up from that grave. My God, still rolling stones away. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We'll shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. And we won't be quiet. We'll shout out your praise. Because we were the beggars. Now we're royalty. We were the prisoners. Now we're running free. We are forgiven, accepted, redeemed by His grace. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. Sing that again. We were the beggars, but now we're royalty. We were the prisoners, and now we're running free. We are forgiven, accepted, redeemed by His grace. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We'll shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. And we won't be quiet. We'll shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We'll shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place, and we won't be quiet. We'll shout out your praise. We'll shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. We won't be quiet. We'll shout out your praise. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I count on one thing. The same God that never fails 
will not fail me now. You won't fail me now in the waiting. The same God who's never late is working all things out. You're working all things out. Yes, I will lift you high in the lowest valley. Yes, I will bless your name. Yes, I will sing for joy, though my heart is heavy all my days. Yes, I will. count on one thing the same God that never fails will not fail me now you won't fail me now in the waiting the same God who's never late is working all things out you're working all things out Yes, I will lift you high in the lowest valley. Yes, I will bless your name. Yes, I will sing for joy, though my heart is heavy all my days. Yes, I will for all my days. Oh, yes. And I choose to praise, to glorify, glorify the name of all names. That nothing can stand against. And I choose to praise, to glorify, glorify the name of all names. That nothing can stand against. So I choose to praise. To glorify, glorify the name of all names. Let nothing can stand against, and I choose to praise. To glorify, glorify the name of all names. Let nothing can stand against. So yes, I will lift you high in my lowest valley. I will bless your name. Yes, I will sing for joy, though my heart is heavy all my days. Yes, I will for all my days. Yes, I will for all my days. Yes, I will. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We bless your holy name today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. 
would I worry when giants come calling my name? My God is so much bigger than troubles I face. Why would I hunger for power or riches or fame? Cause my God is so much better than all of these things. So I won't be shaken no, I won't be moved. My God is faithful. His promise is true. So I'll speak to the mountains. Oh, it's time to move. Cause my God is bigger, better stronger, greater than you. My enemies scatter because they know the battle is done. Oh, my God is stronger. The victory is already won. Yeah, he died for my ransom. And rose up on the third day. Cause my God is greater than death. Hell and the grave. So I'll be shaken. No, I won't be moved. Cause my God is faithful. Cause 
stronger, greater, he's bigger, better, stronger, greater, he's bigger, better, stronger, my God is bigger, better, stronger, greater, he's bigger, better, stronger, greater than you. Amen. If you believe that, give him praise this morning. house today and feel his presence in this place hallelujah I'd rather be in Church of God Cornelius than to be in the finest hospital in Mecklenburg County praise God amen hallelujah <laughs> hallelujah God is so good amen next week how about that a day set aside for seniors like myself and a few others. Praise the Lord. Amen. Oh, we, they may let me sing a song next week. Praise God. Well, I don't know. They're, they're not saying okay. Oh, she's. Oh, <laughs> hallelujah. Praise God. I may sing an old song next week. I don't know. <laughs> Amen. God's good, isn't he? Hallelujah, I love him. I love him today. You're keeping this by your study materials and study Bible, our mission and our um, vision for the church. And I've been concentrating a little bit last week or so on uh, the second one um, of, of ongoing development. We need to keep our, we need to talk to God. We need to let God talk to us through the Word of God, reading the Word of God. And one of the memory scriptures that I have asked us to try to remember, and it seems like a real good one, easy one to, to remember in 2 Timothy 2.15, when it said study. Boy, that's what, how many students have got to study? Uh, all right, college boys, raise your hand. College girls, raise your hand. you got to study. you got to study. Of course, I don't know. It may be for a few people. It just falls on them. Amen. <laughs> but he says in, in 2.15 of, of 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, that we should study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman or laborer, a teacher or a toiler, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth, that whenever... Somebody asks you a question, you might be able to help them a little bit. And if you can't, uh, talk to God, call somebody, help them out. Um, there's a lot of searching going on, people needing to know Jesus Christ. Amen. And Ezra in the Old Testament, he said, Ezra 7 and 10, that Ezra prepared. Now, how many, when you were coming to church, they prepared to come? Fixed up your hair and got shaved and well some of you shaved two or three of you didn't shave but 
you got everything ready. You were prepared to go to church. Well, Ezra prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach it in Israel the statutes and the commandments of God. Hallelujah. We've got to study. We need to keep right on developing in the Lord. And I thought about it while our pastor was saying that that uh, teachers are going back to school and those that she mentioned around here. Uh, but we've got some college boys and girls that, I tell you, they're, they're trying to do it too. I mean, and these are, are shaping uh, next generation. They're shaping the world. They're doing the things, not just these guys that we're proud of, but everywhere. And let's pray that God puts his spirit in them that they may go forth and teach the word, rightly dividing his words of truth, and that what they learn will be beneficial and a blessing. I'll tell you, God is good. He has been good to me. I was reading something just a few days ago that we should really praise God for his love to us, John 3, 16, that he gave his son, and that we ought to praise God for Jesus, that he was willing to hang on that cross and bear my soul. Oh, that, that's something to praise God for. That's something to be excited about. God is so good. Thank him for his blessings day after day. 68, 19 of Psalms he wrote, He daily loadeth us with benefits. He just puts them on us all day, every day. A, a truckload of them. In Malachi, he said that he used this phrase. He said that he'd open up the windows and pour out blessing that you couldn't receive it. That's how good and how... Whew, somebody jump over the church with the preacher. Or, if you're not going to do that, stand up and brag on Jesus. Anybody would do that this morning. Praise God. Don't wait for the next one. You just... Cut, amen. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Oh, that's right. I know you are. I know. Praise God. I think what she, amen. Praise God. I think what she was saying, and I don't want to put words in her mouth or take words out of her mouth, Cliff, but she was saying that she appreciates the Lord for you first, but maybe not the most. I, I, I mean, that, that might not have been what she was saying, but amen, God's good. Somebody else brag on the Lord Jesus, amen. Thank you, Lord. Oh, can you thank God for his healing? Thank you, Lord, for healing and your blessing. Praise God. I, 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 I started saying a few years ago, we just don't understand the hurt and the struggle that some people go through day by day. And we need to pray. We need to lift up before the Lord. We may need to make intercession for these people. i tell you what, God is so good. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise is 
shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast to the Lord. The humble shall see it and be glad. And then he said, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. What, what does that mean? That means make it bigger. Just, mag just rejoice. And then he said, let us exalt the Lord together. Can you give God praise? Hallelujah, God. Is, oh, he restored my soul. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, lovely Lord. Amen. Praise God. Please, Brother Mike, allow me. They're singing tonight in the church at Lincolnton. We might would go if two or three wants to go with us. Six o'clock, the Perrys are singing in the Lincolnton Church. So if you'd like to go then. And I've been thinking about a time to, for us seniors to get together and maybe have a cup of coffee and a peach jack or an apple jack. Woo! Praise the Lord. Hear me say it often, but we we could have sung that last. We we could we we could, you know that would have been all right, because my God is bigger, better, greater than I than we are, and I thank God that He is. Praise the Lord for it. It's time to receive our tithe and offering if our earth shall come at this time. Brother Jordan, will you say the blessing over the offering this morning, please? Father, we thank you today, Father, for this privilege to be in your house. We thank you for your presence. Oh, how great is our God. So truly is great that he is able to touch our need today. And I ask that you will, Lord, the need of every life of those that are here and those that are watching. Father, may all be blessed and lifted up. May the Spirit of Lift us to sit together with him in the heavenly places. Father, now receive our love gift that we give because we love God. And Father, we worship you now in our tithing and offering. May your blessing be upon us in Jesus' name. Amen. to the darkness You're the only right among the wrong You're the only hope among the chaos You are the voice that calls me on Louder than every lie My sword in every fight The truth will chase away the night your name is power. 
Peach Jack Applejack. What are you talking about? Oh, I thought I still had a place to go. Okay. <laughs> it's now time to receive prayer requests this morning. And it's really good to see Sister Hager's boys this morning. Missed you guys. And Sister Judy, welcome back. I'm glad you come back. Brother Mike. Yes, let's pray for Brother Mike's family. Sister Hager. Yes, let's pray for Sister Hager's family, lost family. Pray for the boys as they go back to school. Sister Judy. Sister Judy's grandson. Complete healing in his body. Brother Mike. Yes, let's pray for Jason. Hope everything goes well with him. Pray for Kim. Sister Shuggy. Let's pray for Sister Shuggy's sister, that all the results come back well. Sister Vicky. Yes, let's pray that he's okay. Kirsten's boyfriend, Kyle. Pray for Sister Judy's sister. If that's it, raise hands for unspoken requests. Stand with me as we take these to the Lord. Carried 
Now it's time to fellowship.
Did I think it's? <laughs> did I think it's that time? It is. You know, we could fellowship for. And hey, if y'all are, if y'all, if y'all want to fellowship, you know, the Perrys are going to be at Lincolnton tonight, and uh, you, from here to Lincolnton is forty-five minutes. So that's plenty. That's a great opportunity to fellowship. Come on in and uh, fellowship. <laughs> Stop and get an Applejack and eat on the way. Exactly. Or if you stop, it doesn't have to be Shane's McDonald's, but if you stop by McDonald's, the uh, strawberry and cream jack. Oh, yeah. That's, that's delicious. But anyway, that's not the point. Uh, but if you, plan, if you do plan to go uh, to see the Paris, let uh, Brother Jordan know before you leave today so that he can make those plans. Uh, the Paris are, Paris are, hey, they're pretty well known. Yes, so um, so we have been discussing it's not what you think. And when we last spoke, we were changing our outlook on deliverance. And we learned about deliverance that it may not please everyone when you get free. That your deliverance is for you. <laughs> it's not to, uh, to please or to, it, it can... It can help other people, but it, it's uh, it's a gift that God gives to you. And there are people who may not may not be glad that you have uh, that you've gotten free from certain things. We learned that this trial is not the end of you. Just like Paul knew, <laughs> this isn't the end. God's shown me other things to come. God's shown me that I have a future, and He has plans for me. And uh, and I understand that. That even though I'm going through it right now, this is not going to be the end. This is not the end of me. What is in you will come out when you're bound. And that's for any of us. If if worship and honor and trust is in us, then that's what's going to happen. No matter what circumstance we're in the middle of. That we're going to we're going to keep worshiping. We're going to keep praising the Lord. We're going to have trust in Him. We're going to have faith in Him. It doesn't mean that we, we don't get sad and upset about it. Because just like I said earlier, you know, uh, there there's grief that goes along with with certain situations, and that's normal and that's okay. But as long as we understand that we can keep pressing forward and, and that we honor and praise the Lord, that's what's in us. And we learn that maybe you're here for someone else. Maybe you're in the circumstance you're in so that you can bless someone who is in a similar circumstance or someone that you're going to cross paths with in the difficulty that they're going through. So today we consider direction. We learned about good direction. So direction, as defined by Webster, is a course along which someone or something moves, or a course which must be taken to, re to reach a destination. It can also be defined as the management or guidance of someone or something so giving someone direction we should believe that god has a direction for our lives okay no doubt about it if you're living and breathing there's a purpose for your life and if there's a purpose that means that god has a a plan a direction that he wants you to go that he has set out for you since before you were born there's a direction for your life the psalmist said that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So we know that. We can trust in that. 
Jeremiah tells us through vision and personal experience that the Lord knows the thoughts that he thinks toward us, that they're thoughts to, to give us hope and a future, to point us toward an expected end. So we know that there is a direction, but what happens when our course goes differently than we expected? Once again, we look to Paul. I don't know if there'll be more Paul in the in the Not What You Think series, but this is the third time we've seen Paul, so lots of things to learn from him. We're actually going to be in the 16th chapter, just like we were last week. So once again, we're looking here at Paul, and, and we see that Paul, Silas, possibly Luke, we know that Luke wrote the book of Acts. It's not quite clear when he joined their group. We do know that he was uh, a part of of the ministry group, the ministry team that went out with Paul, but don't exactly know when he joined, but they had been in this chapter in Derby and Lystra doing ministry. Now, these cities are in the province of Galatia, and that was relatively close to Paul's hometown of Tarsus. It was within 150 miles, so Paul was was relatively close to home he was ministering here in these in this particular area and it was here in Derby and Lystra that they met a young man named Timothy who became a spiritual son to Paul that's at the very beginning of chapter 16 if you're interested in, in what exactly happened there then look through uh, verses 1 through 5 but we're going to be taking a look at verses 6 through 10 to begin chapter 16 Verses 6 through 10. Now, when they had gone through out Phrygia and the region of Galatia, and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia, huh. after they were come to Mysia, they essayed to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. And they, passing by Mysia, came down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. So as the entire group is traveling through Asia Minor, so just to, to kind of set this up and bless my heart as I was studying, I had to keep going back to the map, back and forth, back and forth. What is, what is the deal? So Asia Minor is the area of the, the westernmost provinces of the continent of Asia. So the westernmost part is what we now know of as Turkey. Now, that was divided into provinces. The province of Mysia, Galatia. There was a province there called Asia. The province of Bithynia. Different areas within this, this westernmost section. And that is where Paul and Silas, Timothy, and Luke were all preaching. Okay, so just to give you kind of a setup, again, because as I was studying, I'm like, okay, I really need to get this straight in my head. 
because it's Asia. They wanted to go to Asia, but they were already in Asia, and so it was confusing, so I just wanted you to understand that Asia, the province, is within Asia Minor, the the land, the country, kind of, within the continent of Asia. Okay, does that make a little more sense, maybe? So, again, this, this area is what we now know it of as Turkey. So they had traveled throughout the province of Phrygia. They had traveled throughout the province of Galatia. And the group assumed that their next step would be to preach in the province of Asia, which was kind of in the very center of that area. So they thought, okay, we've been all up and around. We've been here and there and all around. We've been traveling this whole area. Now it's time for to get into the, the very middle, the heart of this land. That's where we're going to go. And they had they'd gone through one area, and they were forbidden. They got to the edge, about ready to cross over into that land, and they were forbidden. This word meaning hindered or kept from. They were forbidden by the Holy Ghost from preaching in Asia. He stopped them right at the border. He said, nope, you're not allowed to go there. He said, okay, that's fine, we'll just keep trucking to another area and they they kept walking again they're that's the way that they traveled so they're hundreds of miles they're walking and, and making this trek around this countryside trying to find a place to minister and they kept traveling to Mysia in order to go into the province of Bithynia and they wanted to go into Bithynia. It says they essayed. And this means in the Greek to make an attempt or by a trial and error method. So they were, and they're standing at the edge. They're right there about to go into Bithynia. Like, okay, Lord, um, if, you, if you don't want us to go in, then block the way. <laughs> Doing something by trial and error to decide, is this where the Lord wants us to go? So they're doing all that they can with the knowledge that they have. But every time they get to the place they think they're supposed to go, God says no. I'm sure none of us, maybe the people watching have been there, done that. But I'm sure none of us have had that experience. That We always are very clear on what the Lord wants us to do, right? Now we get to a place and the Lord just swings the doors open wide. Like, yes, Lord, let's walk on in. But that was not what was happening for these missionaries. They kept going to these places, and, and the doors were closed in their faces. No, that's not where you're going. That's not where you're supposed to go. And in a way, they may have felt like, I don't know, well, I would have definitely felt like, Lord, why are we wasting all this time? <laughs> you know, we could be ministering in other places, and we're just walking. <laughs> from one side of this country to the other side of this country. Why are we wasting so much time? You could have just told us, when we were here in Galatia and on our way to Asia, you could have said no. But no, Lord, you let us get there. And then when we were, when we were in Asia, you could have said, just turn around and go back where you were. But you had us walk all this way to Mysia, trying to get into Bithynia. And we try, and you say no again. You, you probably could have, told us before I would have felt frustrated again y'all are probably more spiritual than me so you would have understood that God has a purpose and a plan and all he does 
and making you walk hundreds and hundreds of miles. <laughs> like, God, why? Y'all wouldn't have felt that way, I'm sure. But they, they were asking the Lord, Lord, what do we do? But the Spirit would not allow them to go in. So then it says that they moved on to the city of Troas. Now, this is, if you're, if you're good at directions or you like maps or anything, it is neat to see where all these areas were. Because as they move into Troas, they're, they're, they're going in this line that's kind of, it's a straight and narrow way. They can't go up, they can't go down, they're just heading west. And they get to Troas. And the, and the city of Troas is the westernmost point of the landed portion of Asia Minor. They could have gone further west, but they would have had to get on a boat. So they go to the furthest point that they can by walking, by their own means and, and ways. They get there, and they say, Okay, Lord, we're here at Troas. If you'd like to speak to us now, that'd be great. And Paul receives a vision of the Lord. A Macedonian man was calling out to Paul, praying for him in Macedonia. He said, come help us, come relieve us, come give us aid. And it was at this point that the group had a clear vision of where the Lord was leading them. And that was into Macedonia, which was the continent of Europe. This is the first time that the gospel had ever been brought to the continent. It had been preached in the Middle East. It had been preached in Asia, Western, Northwestern Asia. It had been taken to Africa. But it had not yet gotten to Europe. And we see in verses 11 through 15. Therefore, loosing from Troas, we came with a straight course to Samothracia, and the next day to Neapolis, and from thence to Philippi, which is the chief city of that part of Macedonia and a colony. And we were in that city abiding certain days. And on the Sabbath we went out of the city by the riverside, where prayer was wont to be made. And we sat down and spake unto the women which resorted thither. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple, of the city of Thyatira, which worshipped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. And when she was baptized in her household, she besought us, saying, If ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. So, they set out, and this group set sail from Troas to the island of Semothrake, and then on to Neapolis by the sea. And they just kept going to port to port, and finally landed in Neapolis, and from Neapolis they went to Philippi, about 10 miles from the coast. This was an important city in Macedonia. It was a colony. Luke makes mention of that here. 
So a colony in this case was a settlement for veterans who had finished their military service. So this was a city that was full of, of army veterans that Paul and his companions had, had gone to. This is the first area that they went to minister. We learned that there was no synagogue in this city. Paul often would, when he went to a new place, he would go to the synagogue and he would begin to preach because he was Jewish. He would speak the, the words of the law and show them that Jesus was Messiah based on the words of the law. He would give them encouragement in that way. But when they got there, they realized there's no, there's no synagogue here. And the reason that we know this, we see this, there was a requirement of 10 Jewish men to make up a synagogue. And if this requirement was not met, then Jewish worshipers had to gather by a stream of running water. And this was perhaps because of the need for ritual washing, also because of the idea that water symbolizes the power to purify. So there were different reasons why it's believed that they had to meet by running water but that was the requirement if you don't have a synagogue you go to meet together by a stream of running water a river a, a in this case a little brook stream and we see here that on the sabbath the women of the town were meeting by the riverside for prayer it doesn't mention any men which shows us that Again, there weren't enough men. If there were Jewish men there, there weren't enough to make up a synagogue. They were all gathered by the riverside for prayer. Paul and this missionary group went out to the river to speak to those women who had gathered there. And here Paul meets a certain woman named Lydia, who was a native of Thyatira, a dealer of purple cloth. So all this information indicates to us a few things. She belonged to the Guild of Dyers. There was a certain set of people in the, the land of Thyatira who knew how to make this really deep, deep color of dye. And they would dye this cloth, and it was extremely expensive because of the special way that they made this dye. So we see that she was a, a group of the a powerful group of artisans in that city of Thyatira, also indicating that she was very wealthy. So Lydia was a worshiper of Yahweh, most likely a Jew or a Jewish convert, since she was praying with all the Jewish women. And the Lord had opened her heart. This word here in the Greek is used to indicate the firstborn child. It said that God had opened her heart to receive the words of Paul. That as she's going down, she believed in Yahweh, she was worshiping Yahweh, she was praying to him, but as she went down to the riverside, the Lord began to work in her in a different type of way. To move in her heart and speak to her. And she re received Christ and was baptized. Once that happened, she invited the missionaries to come stay in her home, which they did. We see in in verse 40, I did not give it to her, but I'll just read it to you real quick. If you, and if you just want to flip over, you can. And they went out of the prison and entered into the house of Lydia. 
and when they had seen the brethren, they comforted them and departed. So after Paul and Silas were released, we talked about this two weeks ago, after they were released from prison, they went to Lydia's house and spoke to the other brethren who were staying there. So the, the idea here, and we see this, and we, okay, they went over to, to Philippi and, and Macedonia, and okay, what, what's the point? Because the question still arises, why were they not allowed to preach in Asia or Bithynia? What was the point? Well, okay, what, I get it. What's the point? I see all this. Okay, great story. Thanks for the lesson. What's the point? Well, we learn from the book of 1 Peter that he, Peter, was writing to believers in the provinces of Asia and Bithynia and the surrounding areas. So it could be that those people were set aside as Peter's converts and not Paul's. It could very well be that God had instructed Peter to go minister to those people. Those were... Those were his. Because each of us has a group of people that we can minister to, that we can touch with the gospel, that, that will hear and receive what we say. And there are people that we may talk to them until we're blue in the face and they're never going to hear and receive because they're not our people. And that's okay. Because just like Paul said, some plant, some water, but God is the one who gives the increase. So it's all right if not every person is your person. So it's possible that that was the reason that that Paul and Silas and the group were prevented from going there. Paul had already made two missionary journeys around all those provinces, but none in Europe. So perhaps it was simply a timing thing. Because later we see that Paul was allowed to minister in the city of Ephesus, which is the capital of Asia, the province of Asia. So later on, God said yes when he wanted to go there. So maybe it was just a timing thing. Regardless of the reason that Paul and his companions could not go to those provinces of Asia and Bithynia, we can learn a few things from their change of direction. Number one, if I belong to God, I no longer belong to myself. <laughs> That's a tough one. That may be the toughest one. Paul and his companions could have developed this attitude that they could just do whatever they wanted. I've been preaching. I know the gospel. I, I've been doing what I wanted to do. Why can't I just why can't I just go on? Preaching the gospel's good, right? <laughs> That's what we're called to do. God said us this. God showed me this great my, powerful light, made me fall down, made me fast and for three days blind for three days uh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing so I can go where I want to and preach the gospel where I want to hmm. should have just been able to preach wherever right? this is the response that occurs when I forget that I'm not my own the Bible tells me <laughs> time and time again I I'm not my own I am bought with a price so my decisions can no longer simply be my decisions. Everything that I am wanting to do 
I need to ask the Lord for some help and direction. Lord, is this the... Now, I, please understand, it's, I'm not saying that we should say, Lord, cornflakes or Cheerios today, because that's, you know, he gives us a brain for a reason. But in these cases of, Lord, which way should I go? Which job should I take? Which relationship should I be in? Lord, which which ministry should I commit myself to? How should I spend my money? Oh. Where should I move? All those are questions that are lined up with with God. I, I have to filter that through Him. If, and in the Greek sense, I belong to God, He has the right to direct my steps. So if he says go, then my response should be to go. And if he says stop, then my response should be to stop. And when I have issues with this, then I need to check my trust level. Because it may not be that I don't love God. When, I, when I'm not doing what he's asking me to do, okay? So if, if you are not following the direction that God has for your life, you're not running things by him you're not praying before you do things it may not be that you don't love God it may be that you're not trusting him because if I trust God if I know that he knows what's best for me if I know that he has a purpose and a plan that is so much bigger and so much better and maybe so much different than what I was expecting then my trust will cause me to call out to him. God, I, I'm here at this edge of Bithynia, and should I go in or not? God, I've been walking this whole way. Should I go? And then when he says no, instead of, well, I'm just going to try it out anyway. I'm just going to try it out a little bit. I'm just going to, oh my, we don't do I'm sure that none of y'all here do that. It's only the people online. But when I when I get to that place and, and God says, no. And I say, but Lord, I've, I've walked for hundreds of miles to get here. Lord, <laughs> why is it that you didn't tell me this before? Before I started walking in this direction, why didn't you tell me that this was not the end result. But the thing is, if I trust him, if I trust him, I have to ask myself, who's leading do I trust more, mine or God's? See, he has invested in me. And even when I don't understand or agree, he has seen the other side of my obedience. He has seen the other side of me looking at this place and, and really wanting to go in. God, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm prepared. I know what I'm doing. Just, just let me go in. Let me go in and I will just, I'll do a great job. But he knows what's going to happen if I do go in. And what's going to happen if I choose to obey and turn the other way and keep walking in the way that he's asked me to? See, Paul even wrote to the Philippians in the book that he wrote to them that 
that when God begins a good work, he's going to see it through. <laughs> it may not be the direction that I thought we were going to go, but he sees it through. The second thing we learn is that when I come to the end of my options, God gives me direction. The Lord kept shutting doors, kept saying no, not allowing those missionaries to minister in certain provinces. Every time they got somewhere, the Lord would say no. They'd get to the door, they'd get to the border, they'd get to that place of crossing over, and God would say no. And when they went literally as far as they could go on their own, that was when God spoke to them. He said, all right, Lord, we're just going to go on to Troas and see what happens. They got to the very furthest point that they could on foot. They got to the very furthest point that they could in their own strength, in their own abilities, as far as their self could take them. They went to that point, and that is when God spoke. God will often allow us to come to that point of complete dependence on him before he speaks. After I've tried to figure it out on my own, after I have tried to walk my own way for a while, <laughs> until I come to that point of surrender, the edge when I'm working toward my own goals or making an effort in my own strength, then I, I may not be pursuing God's plan. I must come to this place where I admit that I do not have all the answers and God alone is my source. Consider a GPS, Global Positioning System. Dad always talks about, if okay, are you listening? Because I can tell you in a general way how it works because he always says I don't understand how the GPS works okay if you're listening alright so here's how it works <laughs> at all times there are satellites orbiting the earth these are GPS satellites they react to your phone or if or <laughs> if y'all had a Garmin y'all had one of those those GPS yes Yes, if you remember those, um, MapQuest used to talk to MapQuest. <laughs> so, but now it's everybody's phone. So, so the satellite communicates with your phone, and it's the satellite is following your phone at all times. Okay, <laughs> they're watching you. Um, <laughs> sorry, um, but the satellite's following your phone, and it knows where you are. But it's not until you ask the GPS for directions that it tells you which way to go. Because the GPS, when you turn it on and you ask it for directions, it begins, the satellite from, from where you are to the place that you're heading, the satellites begin to watch that, that whole road. <laughs> yeah, bless it bless that yeah i mean it depends it depends on the signal oh my see there's so much there it depends on the signal the receptivity if your phone is charged up if you are in, in a range of uh of the internet working 
oh my golly, there's so much there. But when you ask the GPS for directions, it tells you which way to go. Even then, you don't have to follow it. That is a matter of surrender. Because the GPS might tell you a way to go, and you look at it like I'm sure that there's at least one person whose last name is Joyner in this place has done. That's not the way I know how to go. I'm going to go the way I know how to go. Anyway, I'm just, bless it. So when we ask the GPS to, to take us to a certain destination, it's a matter of surrender. I may think I know how to get there, but the GPS sees from where I am to my destination and everything in between. It sees the traffic and can tell me how much traffic there's going to be, how long the expected weight of the traffic will be, and whether or not it's best to get off the interstate <laughs> and hit all those side roads and all those turns or just sit in traffic. It can tell me about detours. I was listening to uh, Dr. Darius. <coughs> listening to Dr. Darius. He does a series called Detours, and he said... He said, you know, sometimes you think detours are, are going to take you a long time. You know, like, oh, th this detour in your life or detours on your GPS. Oh, this is going to take a long time. He said, no, just try to drive the way that the detour is taking you around, and that's going to take you a lot longer. When a detour takes you down a, a different road than the road that you were planning to go on, it's because that road's messed up. It's because it's torn apart and that for whatever reason you can't drive on that road. That's why there's a detour. He said try to drive on that road that's messed up, the one that you think you were supposed to go on, and it's going to take you a whole lot longer to get where you were supposed to go. You may even have to turn around. It sees construction. It sees accidents. It's these new roads that we didn't even know about. Those things that I haven't seen, that I cannot see, the GPS sees. But that's a matter of surrender. I have to come to the end of my knowledge. I have to come to the end of myself, the end of depending on myself, and say, Lord, I, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. Or I don't know the best way to go. I know which way I think I can go. I know which way I think will be best for me. But God, I don't know. I surrender to you. The third thing we see is that we do not need to be discouraged by small beginnings. Paul, Silas, Timothy, and Luke were sent to Macedonia where the gospel had never been preached before. So they were starting something brand new. There was not even, there were not even enough Jewish men in that town to make up a synagogue. Just a group of ladies by a river. Within the city of Philippi, we are told by reading Acts chapter 16, we are told that there were only two sets of converts before Paul and Silas left. There was 
Lydia and her household, whoever was in her house. And there was the jailer and his household that we see later on in chapter 16. It's only two sets of people that began the church in Philippi. Yet this was the place that God chose to begin the spread of the gospel throughout Europe. Because running through Philippi, running through the city, was a road called the Via Ignatia. If you're taking notes, it's E-G- well, Via, V-I-A, E-G-N-A-T-I-A. Via Ignatia. There was a saying that all roads led to Rome. And there was, uh, in some estimates, a, a quarter of a million miles of roads that had been created by the Roman Empire for the spread of, of, their, uh, of their rule. And so this was one of those roads that ran, it was a 696-mile road that connected the Black Sea in the east to the Adriatic Sea in the west. And once you hit the Adriatic Sea, there was, you got on a ship and went into Italy and then leading to Rome. So it was on this road, Philippi was in the very center of it. That was where God led them, to the very center of this road, the very middle of this place, that the gospel could be spread in one way or another, this road that they could walk to minister. The area around that is what we now know as is modern-day Macedonia, Greece, Bulgaria. That area was connected by this one road that Paul and Silas ended up on the middle of. Also, the very first convert, Lydia, was a wealthy and hospitable believer. And even when Paul and Silas left at the end of chapter 16, it's believed that Luke and Timothy remained with Lydia and built up the church there. It says that Paul and Silas came to see them and then departed. When Paul wrote his most personal letter, it was to the church at Philippi, in which he thanked them for their generous support. He said, When I went to Thessalonica, no other church supported me but you. This church that began with two sets of believers, and they were the ones that supported Paul. Sometimes the enemy will try to cause insecurity or embarrassment when we only see small results. He'll ask us, did God really speak to you? Why is God not blessing you if he called you to this? You should have just walked through. Maybe he didn't actually tell you no before. When you thought he was saying no, maybe you misheard him. Maybe you should have gone. Maybe you missed that chance. But God is faithful. He will perform the good work that he began until Jesus comes. Because success cannot be measured by the world's standards, only God's. 
So when we, when we see, oh, if I'd gone that way, my life would have been so much different and better and looked better. But that's success by the world's standards. God is perfect in his timing, in his ways, his purpose, his direction. What we have to remember about God's direction is that if I belong to him, I do not belong to myself. That when I come to the end of my options, God will give me direction and to not be discouraged by small beginnings. Today, I'm sure that we all have had times in our lives that we've asked God, what what should I do? Where should I go? And felt like, I don't know, felt like maybe we were muddled in our minds. Oh, Lord, are you speaking to me? (laughs) And not knowing where to go. Not knowing what to do. Not knowing if we're truly hearing his voice or if it's just we're reacting to what we felt and what we wanted. Or that we're reacting against what we don't want. (laughs) Like, no, Lord, don't send me there. We begin to get afraid. Lord, I don't want to go be a missionary in Timbuktu. Please, thank you. No. And so we don't ask him because we're worried about what he might tell us to do. But God has a plan. Again, for each one of us, if we are, if we're called by his name, since we are called by his name, if we love him, we're called according to his purpose. There's a plan for each of us. So today, um, if we, yeah, we're gonna, if you'll stand, we'll we'll sing that song again. And as we're singing, as we're worshiping, <laughs> if you need direction, receive it. If you need help of the Lord, receive, because He is here. <laughs> if you got mountains in the way of where God is leading you speak to those mountains it's time to move out of the way um (laughs) we just just come in an attitude of worship and prayer whatever you need from the Lord he is here to deliver (laughs) he is here thank you Jesus Why should I worry when giants come calling my name? My God is so much bigger than troubles I face. Why would I hunger for power or riches or fame? My God is so much better than all of these things. So I won't be shaken and I won't be moved. My God is faithful. His promise is true. So the mountains it's time to move 
Cause my God is bigger, better, stronger, greater than you. My enemies scatter, cause they know the battle is done. My God is stronger, the victory is already won. Oh, he died for my ransom and rose up on the third day. Cause my God is greater than death, hell and the grave. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We receive your direction today, God. Speak to our hearts. And Father, we speak over your people. May Yahweh bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you. And may he give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> 